It's not playing with Lex and Dan. I am Dan. He is. I am Lex. He is. And we have returned for the next installment of our football season, which has seen us watch a number of football movies over the last several weeks, none of which I have seen before. And I can tell you, Lex, that streak is not changing tonight. No, no. Because you, Dan, until this evening, have never seen Varsity Blues. That's probably for the best, is my understanding. <laughs> Honestly, I I think this is a movie that is liked. I think this is really? a liked movie. Okay. In other words, yeah. Your feeling is that that's not the case. I, you know, I told my wife beforehand that this is what we were watching, and she's like, "Tell Lexi's a horrible person." <laughs> so here's the deal. Oh, well, what do you know about it so far? I will tell you the three things I know about it, and then some things I sort of sussed out thinking about it. Okay. One. <laughs> let me before I preface this. Let me ask you. Do you know what year this was filmed? 1999. I was going to say, I would have pegged this late 90s, early 2000s, so that's about right. Uh, also, because this is one of the very few, if only, movies to feature James Vanderbeek in a starring role. That's correct. Off his success on uh, Dawson's Creek, which would have been mm-hmm. late 90s. I can tell you that the uh, his co-star is Allie Larder. And I can tell you that there is a scene with a bikini made out of whipped cream. <laughs> that is correct. Because if you are anybody, if you are of my age, <laughs> which is to say you were 19 the year this came out, that scene certainly was targeted towards you. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I years later saw Allie Larder on uh, Heroes. And yep. when yep. I realized that she was the same person, I was like, oh. I saw her once in a whipped cream bikini, <laughs> which I'm sure she appreciates. Not in person. Uh, well, speak for yourself, Dan. <laughs> I I've seen her in a I've seen her in a few other things, so I'm having trouble remembering what they all are. But like she's she's certainly been. I saw I remember her from Heroes. Um, I think she did a couple of their genre related things, but I'm blanking at present as to what. But I mean, I feel like she has been working pretty consistently since since this movie. Although I think this movie yeah. was probably one of her big film roles. So listen, your your perception is that this is, and, and your wife's perception is this is not a great movie. And that may be the case. I saw it once or twice. It's definitely a movie that I have enjoyed, but I think that you are right to assume that I'm enjoying it against its will. <laughs> you know, like, like that I'm, I'm laughing at parts that aren't intended to be funny. Is this, is this the movie where James Vanderbeek cries or is that every movie with James Vanderbeek? <laughs> There's a very, I was going to ask you before we watched, if you know the uh the famous line that he will say emotionally charged in this film i probably do but i can't i mean not off the top of my head but i'll probably recognize it so i won't i won't say it now but i said it to anya earlier and she said why are you talking like forrest gump which i found great (laughs) well he does have a terrible accent in this right and it's in is, is this in texas again or is this i believe it is but i'm not sure i'm not sure okay somewhere in the south and i assume given varsity blues um high school football again we're going back to high school. Right. That's right. Not again. This is the worst time travel show ever. Oh, it is Texas. It takes place in West Canaan, Texas. West West Texas, which is the big football. I mean, that's sort of Friday Night Lights territory, right? Yeah. 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 This is a fictional town. Uh, so listen, the movie was a success at the time. Grossed $52 million against a budget of 16 So that's a, that's a win. 
I would not say it is a great movie, but I have enjoyed it. I, I'm pretty sure twice. I am pretty sure I have enjoyed this film twice. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it seven times, but I've only enjoyed yeah. it twice. I honestly don't even recall because it's probably been more than a decade since I've seen it. I don't recall if Allie Larder is actually a star of the film or if she's oh, just she's a, like a throwaway a, a smaller support cameo. Role. Yeah. Uh, she's more than a cameo. Okay. But I, I feel Supporting. Like she's not. Uh, there are other named actors in this film, some of whom we've seen in other movies, some of whom we've seen in multiple other movies. Oh, wow. Okay. And I didn't know if you knew any of them, but it sounds like no. But you, you got the. Roger the Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Did not see that coming. I talked to you about how in. Um, I can't remember, I think it was on Mike. We talked about how there's a, a famous parody scene of Rudy. Yes. There's a parody scene of this, too, isn't there? Yes. 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 But that's in Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah, I was going to say. One of the actors in this film is a, a guy named Ron Lester, who will play an offensive lineman named Billy Bob. In Not Another Teen Movie, he plays basically the identical <laughs> character, just as named Reggie Ray. <laughs> and he's like just parodying himself. Wow. Um, it's just a super cool dude he he died very young unfortunately oh, that's, that's a shame. but uh he he's he's gonna be very heavy in this movie he did a gastric bypass procedure and lost more than 300 pounds wow and then uh later had all kinds of issues as an after effect of that he died when he was in his mid-40s a few years ago but that's not a fun topic anyway <laughs> but yes he he i when i see this movie because i i really love not another teen movie of all those like ridiculous parody movies it is far and i love parody things as you may know i love that one not another teen movie i think it is so ridiculous and good and he plays like the same guy and so i always confuse these two movies oh, because man. he's he's the same thing in both of them and it's just funny but he is he's is billy bob in this one reggie ray in the other one easy easy to make that mistake i understand yeah so you know nothing else your your wife has warned you that uh, I'm a cruel person for having you watch this, but I actually I'm having us watch this because I think that it is a film worth having seen. How's that? <sighs> that okay? <laughs> I'm parsing that <laughs> sentence. Uh, can we just skip to the part where I've seen it? I guess not. Well, I guess we have to watch our it. podcast listeners can. <laughs> oh well, that's great for them. First, they have to hear a pitch that they could watch along with us. Oh. All they have to do is become members, members, Dan, of the Incomparable. I was going to say memorables, but that's not a thing. They could be memorable. I remember them. Here's things that members of the Incomparable get to do, Dan. They get to, first, they get to watch along with us with a commentary track where you can nice. literally sync it up and hear our great comments as we watch it. And boy, are we insightful. We're actually kind of mm. funny while we watch mm. these movies. I'm never intending to be funny, but then we just are. They get early uh, bootleg tracks of episodes. They could already hear... Uh, episodes of shows that have been recorded but not yet released and you and i have been on at least two at this recording <laughs> that are not yet released they can participate in a members only incomparable slack dan loves this because i'm I'm doing this just for memory and i have no idea what i'm supposed to say that's true that's correct there's something with total party kill <laughs> all right you lost it yeah we've got a, a new campaign in total party kill which we had at some point been live streaming uh just for members and by the time this gets released we may be back to that we've made it public recently because we're in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak and figured people could use a little more entertainment but we had been releasing the streams just for members uh and there's certainly uh, other total party kill related member features plus much more and all you have to do is go to the incomparable.com slash members i think yeah <laughs> and you can sign up right now yeah i want to point out lex we've been doing this for six seasons i don't listen to this show but so you can pick exactly how much you want to pledge there's you know rates as low as five dollars a month you can go all the way up to twenty dollars a month and you can pick which shows you most like and want to support and if you're already a member or becoming one we'd like to recommend that this is one of the shows you pick because it pays for all the movie rentals we do <laughs> <laughs> that's true just about break even 
if you do want to watch this movie, whether you're going to be watching it for homework to watch along with us or you're going to literally watch along with us, it is streaming for free on IMDb service at this recording and it's available on the Furbo subscription service. And sometimes you're just I think making they just make things up streaming up. services. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also, as we record, at least available on Showtime. So if you have that, you can watch it on Showtime on demand. It's Showtime. That's all I have to say about that. I've seen that that movie. (laughs) So have I. P-A-R-T. Why? Because we got him. Dan, I have some news that's good no matter what you thought. Mm, That's true. You have now finished watching Varsity Blues. But I'm dying to know. What did you think? Lex, first, I want to say this most important thing to you right now. I'm ready. I don't want your, <laughs> your life. Your life. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, what can you say about a movie like Varsity Blues? No, really. What can you say about a movie like Varsity Blues? I think a couple thoughts. One. Yes. Many parts that did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> Very 90s. I, and I, I expressed this to you towards the end there. Like, I, I get I get the point of that sort of ultimate confrontation, but I think the movie is kind of muddled up until that point, right? Because it's telling two separate stories. First, you've got the story about James Vanderbeek, who is the second string quarterback, and all he wants to do is go to a good school and, you know, that's it. He doesn't really care about football, right? Right. But he's forced to become the the starting quarterback. And that's like a story we've seen before, right? Like, it's very similar in that theme to the Jamie Foxx uh, Any Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday, yep. Yeah, same arc, right? Like, kind of a, a mess up, but like, at the same time, it turns out to be really good. And, you know, that goes to his head. However, about two-thirds of the way through the movie, the movie becomes about how bad the coach is. And not that mm. the coach isn't bad all along, but I think that kind of takes a back seat until the end there and i think it's it's not super well put together like those two plot lines do not mesh very well for the first two-thirds of the movie for me uh i feel like it was just unclear about like what is what is the story you are trying to tell here and it didn't weave those together very well add in all the stuff that seemed kind of unnecessary like the whole subplot (laughs) with the teacher Yes. Totally unnecessary. teacher who's also a stripper. Right. Yeah. That was not, there was no point to that from my mind, but yeah. So that, that was, that was sort of my major first thought. I, to me, you see John Voight as a, a leader of some sort for kids, even high school kids. Like I immediately know he, this is not the job for him, right? This is not what he should be doing. He's going to be, he's going to be terrible at it. So I don't want to, I want to discount that he's not bad and he is a terribly evil character here. But so what I, what I was going to say though, is that I think you're, I agree with you that it feels like in the first half of the movie, it's skewing a little bit like sports hero trope. The backup gets his time to shine and what's going to happen to him. What's going to happen to his girlfriend, his relationships, who is he as a human? And then in the back half of the film, it's like, overcoming your horrible coach but i what i was thinking is is that even if you posit okay it's also a movie about overcoming the bad coach the entire time because the coach is horrible from the beginning like he's he's a jerk oh, yeah yeah no no from the beginning no question but it's like you don't know like so first of all so many of the coaches in these movies 
if not jerks, right? Like, they're right on the line, right? Like, you don't have a lot of coaches who are, like, super cuddly, right? That's not a thing in these movies that we're watching. So you can't tell immediately whether it's like, ah, John Voight is another hard-as-nails coach, but secretly he's a softy underneath, right? Really loves his players, etc. Because we've had that trope. Or John Voight is just a jerk and, you know, (laughs) essentially torturing the kids but where i was going is that knowing all that i think that you're i'm basically agreeing with you in a roundabout way which is there are subplots and and moments that don't make it a better film and i can't tell what the goal was because some of them like this is definitely supposed to be a comedy drama and i think the comedy dramas as a concept are hilarious a thing can be both but this one was very much trying to be both right it's trying to have yes that's real comedy and trying to have real drama and I think that honestly, and I, you know me, right? I like comedy a whole lot. And yep. I think in this case, the comedy cheapens the drama and the drama yep. makes the comedy like less entertaining. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're a hundred percent right. That's a great way of putting it. They tried to shoot for both of those and they hit neither target because in the end it's, it's not both things. It's neither. <laughs> and yeah. it's weird, right? Like the tone is kind of all over the place. Um, there are bits that are legit funny, but they are like, you know, interspersed with a lot of really crass humor, clearly intended to appeal to teenage boys, right? Like, right. that Korean is kind of, stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And just like crude and all of that. And they try to like bring that back around at the end with the idea like, oh, you know, these guys, they're a team, right? Like, cause that's, that's the thing you can always fall back on with a football movie where like, they're a team. They love each other. They support each other, right? And like, you do get, I actually think that that last bit is fun like i like the the kids sort of taking control and uh you know running the team themselves and i feel like again kind of like we we saw with some of these other movies like there's a there's a there's a kernel of a good idea in here but it's it's really that it was not it tries to do too much it doesn't do any of them particularly well i think there's some decent performances even james vanderbeek you know what he's not like the most uh, amazing actor but he's fine here like i don't think he's terrible i think the accent is not great but you know <laughs> only so much you can do with that i like a lot of the you know the kids but again like so much of it like for example the racism angle like it's a great point right like there's a whole movie there about yeah the coach won't you know throw to the black guy for a touchdown yes but they kind of throw it in as an example of like oh he's a really bad coach right like right he's terrible in every way yeah exactly it's like oh you didn't hate him enough already let's make him racist and it's like yeah he is racist but it kind of feels like you just threw that in as like a check mark that you could throw in rather than actually having any sort of substantive discussion or thought about that and it's also a problem that is ultimately solved by the white quarterback throwing to the black receiver right which is also kind of awkward right it's like oh arcos is racist let me take care of that for you (laughs) right yeah i can solve this problem i don't think that's the message that you want there (laughs) yeah so there's a lot of that where it's like it's trying to maybe kind of punch above its weight a bit when it comes to some of the drama angles and you're totally right. I think that's, a, you know, just the comedy dragging it down. It's like it can't, it can't decide in one scene, like, oh, is this going to be a serious scene or is this going to be a hilarious scene? It could go either way. And so you're always sort of on tenterhooks like, am I supposed to find this funny or is this supposed to make me cry? I'm not <laughs> sure. So, yeah. And, and fundamentally, 
this movie, interestingly, more than almost any of the others, like what was fascinating to me about this was the fact that the protagonist is arguably a character who does not care about football and is only right. playing football because that's what you do, even though he's amazing at it, right? Right. Like, right. That's what's interesting, right? He's really good at it, which means he's practiced. Yeah. I do love that moment because you don't know when he beans his dad in the face during the, the competition between the two dads about whose quarterback son is better. You don't know if that's intentional or a mess up. And then later you realize when he throws the ball in from the sidelines, oh, that was intentional. Yeah. He, or well, sorry, when he throws the ball to the mascot, that was intentional. And you see the dad realize it. Like he's clearly great at football and he's clearly having fun. And his, his, and you were kind of, uh, I think, fairly mocking his motivational speech near the end of the movie where he's like, the coach said we had 48 minutes that we were going to stick with us for 48 years. But I say there's 24 minutes left and it's just those 24 minutes of football. <laughs> that's it. But like he wants to go out and have fun and he likes calling insane plays. So I think you're right. Like football is not his life. They literally have him reading Kurt Vonnegut on the sidelines uh, that he gets in trouble for. But like, you are right. He doesn't care. But then when he's playing, he's like, I'm playing this game to have fun. Let's go out and have some fun. And I I do. I think that that's like an interesting and different from other football movies. We've watched mentality where he's like, well, let's at least have fun while we're doing whatever. Like, yeah, no, no, no other movie. And and I have to imagine like, you know. I'm glad that they give him the support of the team in that, but I imagine there's probably a lot of people on that team who are like, dude, I am trying to get my scholarship to college. I'm not here to have fun. Like, I'm here because, like, like other people make that point in the movie. Like, I'm trying to get out of this town, right? And, you know, that's, again, I think an, an argument. You look at Friday Night Lights and you compare it with this and same, same, like, not same story, but, like, same setting, right? Like, same tone, same idea, right? High school football teams in Texas focusing on a bunch of guys and they have these goals and it's about like the difficulties right but friday night lights is a drama right you know they go you know all the way into drama and i think it it works for them this not so much right like this kind of waffles and i might be more inclined to side with it if it didn't take so many digressions i i think that the again I, I kind of like that he ends up being a good guy when it comes to his friend's girlfriend. But again, that whole subplot, but it doesn't really guy. make any sense. <laughs> yes. And like there are even moments where Paul Walker is thanking James Vanderbeek for his loyalty, like for being such a good friend. Yeah, and I think right? overall, James Vanderbeek has been, but you expect that there's going to be the moment of discovery. But like, didn't you also go over to my girlfriend's house? Even though you declined it? the the whipped cream, like he did, but he ne- like they don't ever have that moment. So There's it's no just like that we know it. We have the weight, but he doesn't. There's yeah. no payoff to that arc. Yeah, and, and that's weird. I mean, like you could take that entirely out, and it would not change a thing in this movie. But they do say that that scene, the the alley larder infamous uh, whipped cream shaving cream bikini scene, is what according to Wikipedia the iconic scene of the film and IMDb as well. Like, I is- I agree, and I you know. It's the worst, right? Because you can picture that discussion in the editing bay. Like, yeah. guys, you know, I don't think this is really integral to the movie. And like, <laughs> everybody looking at the person saying that being like, no, obviously. Yes, and they're is. all guys. Let's be clear. <laughs> like, we've got to clearly got to keep that. It's a scene that appears that. in the movie, much like the strip club scene and the teacher as the stripper, because it's, yeah. an, it's, because it's an MTV produced movie. Like, that's... Yeah. Those, what was this movie? Was this movie rated... There. Was this rated R? It must have it been, It was right? an R. It was an R yeah. movie, yeah. Which is also interesting, right? Because I'm just thinking like your your target audience again, right? Like this right. is not this is aimed for so seventeen year old and above. I guess that makes sense. Like yeah. but it's like yeah, American Pie kind of of its era. And in right. fact, Chris Pine from American Pie. But that Pie was a was, comedy, like no yes. questions. Yes. But this was a half comedy. Um <laughs> and I, yeah. but I mean I think you're right. Like before we watched, as you said, your wife was like uh, you know, 
said that I was a cruel man, <laughs> I believe, for having watched the movie. I remembered it being better. I remembered, and in the sense that I remembered laughing at some of the, like, as I told you, that, like, I just love the line and wait for the line the whole movie. I don't want your laugh. And what's so weird is, like, I don't even know what that line means in this sense because his dad is not a professional football player or not a lifetime football player. Like, he's like, I just don't want to live here in Texas right. and be a person who roots for football. It's the muddling again, right? Like, this this i think you're that's another great point and i I, once you once that line came up i definitely remembered it hell i remember saying that to other people yes in that era that definitely was in college that was definitely a thing i think that's another place where this movie just doesn't quite know what its point is because that's like a whole different angle of like i want to get out of this town and i you know my my way out of this town is a scholarship an academic scholarship not football and yet again i'm the lead character in a football movie like it's like it's just there's so many weird mixed messages mixed signals going on here that it's like pick pick a lane right so (laughs) here here are two things i like i do like two things about the the two love interests i guess in the film right because i think that amy smart's character is not awesome but close to awesome like you and i were talking during the film that she (laughs) she seems to turn on I was going to call him Dawson. She she seems to turn on James Vanderbeek pretty quickly. Like he gets the starting quarterback job and just like Allie Larder is no longer interested in her boyfriend when he's not the quarterback. Right. She's like no longer interested in her boyfriend the, when he the, is the, pretty much. The question is why? And the answer is because the script said so. Right. Right. And it's like she knows he's going to become too cocky as a winning football player or whatever. But like she instantly turns on. However, she she is strong and kind of fierce the whole movie and when when he comes to where she works and he's trying to get her to talk to him and she's not interested and he's like he can't make me leave she's like hey everybody it's the famous football like she's she's just a baller and then like for for no reason at all other than he won the game i guess or he won the game and got into brown she's with him at the end he won the way he won the game her way (laughs) that's right he, right without without the coaches and yeah i don't really know what way that was because the movie does not again (laughs) Kind of kind of all over the place. And then Ali Larder, I do appreciate that, you know, of all the ways that could go, right, for him as sweetly as possible rejecting her advances in the bikini of food. Because there's cherries, too. We shouldn't forget the cherries. But the next day, she's like, can we not be weird around each other? He's like, yeah, let's not be weird. Let's just be friends. Like, we know each other even better now. And of course, she kisses him, and there's the whole awkwardness there. But, like, I actually found that to be, like, a cool moment for both of them. Like, they're trying to make... James Vanderbeek be a sweet-ish dude overall, and but like I also think it just reflects well on her too, right? Like I think it's a, it was <laughs> the outfit was a very forward move, but for her to be like, can we still like are we cool? And he's like, yeah, of course we are. Like I just, I thought I liked that. I don't know. I found those moments to be like appreciated. Yeah, that that felt that I agree with you. The problem with it is so much of it up until that point is about her character demonstrating something for him. Like, he gets to be cool yes. by, like, letting her off the hook, you know? And it's like... it's a great point. Again, her her character doesn't matter. Like, after that, she basically disappears from the movie. Her character is also basically awful. Like, immediately is done. Immediately yes, exactly. is done with Paul Walker when he is injured. Yeah, I don't think... I, it, there's that one... I agree with you. That's her best moment in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and it's a shame because it comes after a lot of other moments that are not particularly flattering. And as you mentioned during the the commentary, this movie I don't think passes the Bechdel test. Yeah, we certainly don't have more than three, four, if you count the mom, female characters with lines, and they almost never speak to each other. Right. Also, teacher, mom, girlfriend, girlfriend. It's pretty much it. Yeah, and the teacher is a stripper. So <laughs> that's. <laughs> that's 
I, I guess that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> And then there's the character. I just got to mention this because it's the weirdest part of the movie. And this is where your whole sort of like, is it a comedy? Is it a drama thing comes in? The little brother. <laughs> Oh yes, it is like We'd be constantly picking up different religions, and it's like that could be a fun bit in another movie. I don't know what the hell it is doing here, right? It could like, be a fun bit in another movie. It could be a fun bit, and it's not that it, it it wasn't handled to me like distastefully. Like it's a little bit weird when he's saying lines that are very authentic to other religions, but like it, he was playing it seriously, so I didn't I didn't object to it on a, a moral ground or anything like that. It just wasn't done well. Like it, it felt yeah, like a constant. It, like the joke itself wasn't executed well, and like the punchline is to me funny, but again, poor lazy. Like oh, and now he's a cult leader. Like don't just show me that he's got two people who are in whatever new religious culture is created. Give me one other shot because that's funny. If we just see a yeah. glancing shot of that, but like, it, it, but it felt so, like if, yeah, it felt like something that was in here to it's it's in here to pad right. Like it has no yeah. bearing on the plot whatsoever, and you know, again, it's like. Uh, yeah, it's inexpertly done and kind of clumsily handled, like a lot of the stuff in this movie. And I think that it, again, it just speaks to your point about like, is are you a comedy or are you a drama? Are you going to commit wholeheartedly to doing gags and bits and stuff like this? Or do you want to have a serious movie about football? And the answer is, we want both, but we can't do yeah. both, so we're doing neither. So, yeah, I, I thought that just bit was strange. I did find it verged a little bit into the... I felt like the thing with the... I can't decide if he was doing Islam or Nation of Islam. It certainly looked like Nation of Islam. And I felt like that might have crossed a line for me. Yeah. No, I understand that, for sure. But, uh, that's, I mean, the cult leader line is funny at the end. <laughs> Yes. I don't know. It's good delivery. It's good. It's good execution on that bit. But like That's the right. rest of the movie is the rest of that bit throughout the movie is just it's it's weird. And in some ways, this feels like did they try to make a TV show out of this? I kind of feel like maybe eventually they did, they did plan one, but they never made it. It was going to feature. Billy okay. Bob, in fact, I was going to say like this. These feel like ongoing like gags or plots that would <laughs> right. work better in a show than in a in an hour and 45 minute movie. Yes. He's like Michael J. Fox on Family Ties a little bit, which is very weird behavior right. for a person. Yes, right. But so, Dan, this is the seventh of uh, f- the football movies we've watched. Am I correct that you would rank it seven of seven? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. We haven't really been doing rankings so far. So, uh, and in fact, I'm going to correct you. I think this is six. Uh, you are correct. It is the sixth. I accept your correction. Thank you. Um, would I put this? Man, it's just recapping it's, Invincible Friday Night Lights, Rudy, Any Given Sunday, Necessary Roughness, and now Varsity Blues. I think, yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, it's probably just at the bottom, like just below Any Given Sunday, but Any Given Sunday had a oh, similar wow. problem. Any Given Sunday had the same problem of trying to do too many things in the same movie. Mm-hmm. I just love Any Given Sunday, though. <laughs> I don't so think, much- it, yeah, I don't know. I, it did not do it for me. I would put Necessary Roughness above both of these, which is oh, okay. shocking to me. Okay. And to our listeners. Well, so- yeah, I don't know. I don't, I will wait to the end of the season to do a full, sure. a full ranking because I have to think about that a little bit more. But I think this is, there's stuff I liked in here, but so much of it is overshadowed by every scene just not being sure what movie we're in. <laughs> yes, that's, I think that's exactly right. And Dan, now, as you said, we've done uh, six films so far. Billy Bob, uh, again, Coach John Voight is is a horrible person in this film, uh, and I think also in real life. They, again, like, I think I said this about, did I say this about last week too with the Dean on Necessary Roughness? Oh, yes. Like, g- g- just give him a mustache to twirl, because he is yeah. 
there's literally nothing redeeming. We talked at the end of the movie. There's a scene where it's like, maybe you're supposed to be feeling some degree of sympathy sympathy. or empathy for him. And I felt nothing. He was just an out and out terrible person. And so much of this, again, this movie is from 1999. This is, you know, there's just some awareness of the problematic nature of football. Like they talk about the kids killing themselves and the stuff with the injections and the knee, but some of it is a little glossed over. Like the bit with Billy Bob where like early in the movie, you're like, he has a concussion. Right. It is they don't, clear. They address that we shouldn't be injecting drugs into the knee, but they never deal with the fact that like he is trying to play through a concussion, passes out on the field before a play, thereby leading to uh, Paul getting yeah, injured. They give him a CAT scan and everything's fine. And you're like, yeah. no. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But so uh, what I was, I mean, I, I hate, you hate when any beloved character is yelled at. And when uh, repeatedly coach yells at Billy Bob because he's like, it's your fault. That the QB got injured. It's your fault that that Paul yeah, is hurt, which is not at all fair because it's it's coach's fault for putting the player in over and over again, putting both yep. of them in to play injured. Yep. But I don't know. I, I know you're not a, a football devotee, but that that lineman's job is to protect the quarterback's blind side, right? Depending on what handedness the quarterback is and where they're going to look, there's a, a direction that the quarterback looks when the ball is snapped each time, and then there's the blind side that the the guy has to the offensive lineman has to protect him from. And when he falls down, he can't protect him. So Paul never sees it coming when he's going to get whacked and, blindsided if you will yes and uh all of that as you might have guessed is leading yeah into i see where you're going with this. We'll watch next week which will cover i guess high school football again i think that's right but it is the blindside i think the only oscar nominated film um that might not be accurate because i haven't checked it but at least one of the oscar nominated films <laughs> uh, necessary roughness clearly <laughs> yes yeah. so don't tell me yet but that's that's where we're going and then after that dan just two films left Wow. Okay. I mean, it's it seemed like a quick season. There are no other football movies. Really? Yeah. I think I named, well, I think we discarded a few options actually. But yes. Oh, we rejected the longest yard. Both versions. We rejected Airbud, Golden Receiver. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe if membership support perks up a little bit, we'll do one of right. those as a member special next year. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, are we going to watch an Airbud movie? Oh my God, are we going to watch all the Airbud movies? I'm just waiting for a a Star Wars football crossover film, and that like. The, the the Mandalorian quarterback. Like, we're going to find something, and that'll be... <laughs> the Mandalorian quarterback, by the way, name of my next novel. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, thank you for watching Varsity Blues with me. It was worse than I remembered. <laughs> yep, good. All right, that's all I really wanted from you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I saw it, I was in high school. I was the ideal target audience for that. Yes, movie. exactly. I think you can, as as a nearly... 40 year old i think you mm-hmm. can admit that it's uh maybe not would you show this movie to your kids? nope nope yeah. nope yep nope. thought that was the right answer well i'm glad that we got it done i'm glad that if i had to watch it that it was with you i appreciate it still makes much. it somewhat enjoyable <laughs> despite the movie itself <laughs> the experience is still good is what i'm saying but we'll be back as you said next time to watch the blind side and until then lex Keep watching the carbs because you got you got a carbo load before a football. You do. That's true. I like me some pasta. going to sound like I'm popping a beer right now, Dan, but it's actually a low-sodium V8. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should add some salt to that. (laughs) It's the one thing V8s don't need.